And welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to something to talk about. With me, Stephen Maguire. And me, Bob Kelly. And we've got a guest tonight and he's sitting right at the table now. The past uh-huh. wee while, uh, we've actually had the guests sitting a wee bit away and then we've brought them in. But uh, we've got a guest tonight and it is a man by the name of Jamie McKenzie. Right. Say hello, hey, Jamie. Hello, hello. We're See? just going to bring him right in, <laughs> right, away, right in, uh, in the thicket here. Episode five, right yeah. away. Uh, um, was that meant? Was I supposed to come and sit here? Did I just no? That's fine. Come and sit down. <laughs> you seen the you seen, you seen the headphones at the side? Uh, of the yeah. <laughs> you try to sit in my fucking chair. I wasn't going to argue with him. Right. <laughs> um, and the cool thing about. This episode is the fact that Bob has never met Jamie before. I've never and met Jamie. I don't really know anything about him. I know bits and pieces of Stevens told me sort of thing, very broad strokes. So I'm really looking forward to this. Right. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to kind of. I'll explain a wee bit about Jamie, but I'm sure he can do this, the rest himself. Uh, Jamie is an MMA, an ex MMA fighter. Are you still an MMA fighter, Jamie? Uh, no. No. Right. Oh, coach. He's a coach now, right? Uh, he was a champion. He was at the top of his game. Aye, and he uh, he is now very much into coaching youngsters. Right. Uh, he does a lot of things for uh, kind of social issues, stuff oh, like right, that as cool, well. But right. you didn't know Bob because nope. I know you mentioned that to you yet. And he also so he coaches. He, he works out a, a few. Is it a few gyms now? Nah, I work in a couple of different places, like a personal trainer type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and uh, and he uh, he does uh, strength and conditioning training. He does one-to-one PT training. Right, well. Um, <clears throat> and he uh, he is, uh, uh, is really into nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got loads and loads of stuff up. And you're afraid of drum, is that right? <laughs> and, and yes. He, and he's afraid of drum. Perfect. And so when, Perfect when, guest. Right. So when we started doing this, Bob, and you says to me, who can we get on as guests? Aye. One of the names that came up straight away was Jamie. And I was excited because all I knew about you at that time was uh, Stephen's MMA pal, basically, is what he <laughs> said, right? <laughs> and I was like, right, he says, no, nah, but he'd done that a long time ago and knew he's into like, nutrition and stuff like that and fitness, and I'm really interested in that as well. Yeah. So I couldn't wait to get you on here to kind of get your, your whole story, basically. So where did you start? How does the MMA thing start with you? Uh, it's, it's a bit of a funny story. It started, martial arts was always something I was into. I don't know if this is every boys thing but just growing up watching Bruce Lee movies <laughs> hey, uh, you're in the right fucking podcast mate right. what everybody wanted to do and uh, it was always it was always something that was part of my life and I, I've told this story a couple of times uh, getting into martial arts was something that I, I really wanted my son to do it was always yeah. something that I had wanted to do and kind of played about a wee bit when I was a kid I, I liked boxing so I used to go down the boxing club uh, but the martial arts side came in with it was a couple of guys I used to work with and when my son turned four I, I wanted him making some some better choices. I wanted him to be able right. to look after himself a wee bit more because there was a couple of a couple of times in my early teens where you wish you could handle the lacking the lacking of confidence that martial arts gives you. Ah, right. Uh, which you know if you, if you see anybody that does martial arts they've, they've got a kind of swagger about them ah, but it's not but it's <laughs> not, something but I want to actually come to that uh, that kind of thing you're talking about uh, later on doing it so but, I remember but, it, but, it's, but it's not an arrogance uh, no, no this because because it's disciplined see years ago I went to Jeet Kune Do right, right. Um, <laughs> a long time ago right I went to Jeet Kune Do and I had to go for an interview <laughs> to get taught and the guy who was teaching it was Tommy Carruthers and yeah. he is like one of the top seafoods yeah uh, Sifu, you know what I want? Aye. Look at Stephen. It's Chinese for teacher. Aye, right? I know. I've so seen he, fucking he, Seagal movies. So he was... <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking about the kind of movies, yeah, yeah. right? So he was one of the top Sifus in the world, mm-hmm. I think, at the time. 
Uh, and he's all, he, he's very close to kind of Bruce Lee. He's uh, that's his art, isn't it? Yeah. Is that his discipline, isn't it? Aye. Aye. He's, he's friendly with a couple of the guys that done seminars and stuff like that with Bruce Lee, and he has them over a couple of times a year. Right. He's, still, he's still still, a player in martial arts in Glasgow, I think. Ah, he's still I'm not a, sure what he's up to now. He's got a dojo in the tune mm. somewhere. I think it's a Tron Gate or something, honestly. <laughs> um, but he, he uh, I went and he he gave me an interview, and it was, why do you want to learn martial arts? Mm. And see if you said you wanted to batter fuck at you, somebody. Yeah, right was, the door. <laughs> it's like, not, rang, rang. Mm. And it was all about, you know, when I went and I was like, yeah, I just want to be able to handle myself a bit better. And mm. he went like that. Right, fair enough. And he said uh, he started talking about discipline and and uh, and no, basically no being a dick. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted your your son to no yeah. be a dick. Aye, that was basically it. <laughs> and, and you were going to do your bit, and you hope martial arts would have done. See, when I spoke to you about it, right, you said to me that um, you know at the time, I mean, we're both from Chapel, right, and we've pretty much grew up together. I mean, yeah. I've known you since we were teenagers, anyway, and uh, and. The, uh, you said to me that the whole thing was that um, a sidekick to the knee can be as sore as a, like and and can cause a lot of damage mm-hmm. uh, if you were defending yourself rather than carrying a knife. You wouldn't yeah. want yeah. nobody would want their veins carrying yeah. a knife or anything like that, but you wouldn't mind your vein having the ability and his heat and then his and his strength in yeah. his body to if somebody was to pick a fight with him, he would he would know by the way, right to go out of us that guy's getting a broken leg. And I know that sounds harsh. And I know, see, I, I, I know your boy, right? I don't know him but, uh, because obviously, uh, because, you know, it's just been years, you know. moved out of drum I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> <castle> but, but, <laughs> but don't get how many airs he's not going. <laughs> but uh, he is not, no way an arrogant boy. You no. know, and but. I've got. I think he could snap my arms off and get in the head with him. So, so I mean that that is it's a brilliant thing to do to, mm-hmm. to have your your son who is a, he's a nice boy. You know, I, I'm and, kind of biased when we talk about him. So yeah. I, I'll agree. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But but that's do you, do you credit a lot of discipline in youth? Do you think the martial arts installs a lot uh, of definitely, that definitely, definitely, definitely. You need it. It humbles you so much. Mm-hmm. There was this, this, the one one of the stories that I tell as well was one of the first times that I went to. There was a couple of guys that I worked. I started off working in Morton's Rolls when I was about fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, and my son was born in the next couple of years. So I was seventeen when he was born. So it was kind of this is my job. The new I'm I'm, yeah. I'm in here working. There was a couple of guys that worked on the night shift, uh, and Ricky Gillen, who this guy runs the Gracie Barra Jiu Jitsu in the city centre, and uh, who just under the bridge at Central. Aye. Uh, he he had a wee club at the time. He, was, he worked in Martin's Rolls with us, uh, and he only had he had a wee club with a couple of the guys for the night shift would go, and I fancied going along. Is that right? Uh, and so as soon as my son turned four, I started taking I started taking him the, along. So again, like I said about the wanted to get him into yeah, martial arts. So, that he could, so when, he, how how long had you been in it then? By the time your son was four, so you didn't uh, no, have wasn't he? Not at all. No, no. I started taking the wee man along. That's right, so that's just what got you in. It was him. Yeah, I thought you'd been I, doing it for a couple of years before, no, no, and then brought him in. So you right, right. But then, I mean, I'd watched a lot of Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> so you thought oh, you, so you could like, do it, I, right. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd had some Matrix moves on me that could have got me out of trouble. <laughs> I also come with small man syndrome. <laughs> it's going to ask that up a level. See, no, that, that, well. that, that leads me into something, all right? See, see in all fairness, right, and I'm no... I, I mean, I wouldn't just judge a book by its cover, right? Mm-hmm. But see if Jamie was walking along the street, right, and you were a blitzed idiot, right? Mm. You would... You think, there's a dick. 
You take him on. I'm not being bad, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying you would think there's a dick. But I, I, I don't. No, no, no. I just. I've walked in there. I'm a big fucking Ernster. I'm a bit. I'm a big Ernster. No, but but you get. Does anybody? I mean, you're aware. No, you're aware of the thing. Like somebody's a take on, right? No, see, at the end of the day, right? I think that martial arts creates these deceiving things because I've seen a lot of shit on YouTube and a lot of stuff on Facebook where some guy picks on the wrong guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And see if you picked on Jamie walking along your That's street. That's the wrong guy. It's the wrong guy, right? It's the wrong guy. And and I honestly think, you know, that it looks can be really, really deceiving mm-hmm. when you're walking along you're, and you do see it in the tune all the time, some no. arsehole mouth and half. The, the good thing about you is you're disciplined, Aye. right? You can go like that, mate, fuck off. And, <laughs> and, and and I think that's because you know your ability and you know that, and you just go, right, I'm not going to rise to this. 99% of the time you can talk your way out of trouble, but sometimes mm-hmm. people are just too drunk or too wanting a fight. Aye, right. Especially in the city centre. Right, see, see, do you know what I, I always wonder, right? We, uh, we talked about Conor McGregor before, right? Because me and Bob are not the greatest Conor McGregor fans, right? No, he's good and stuff, but just his behaviour. I've got a love-hate relationship. I'm the same. same. I'm the same, same I think he's brilliant, it, it but he's com- a- It comes for the, the whole thing with that martial arts is supposed to humble you and he's <laughs> there going, I'm the greatest, I'm the king. But it's that's all about self-promotion. That's aye. all that's aye. about. Aye. It's, I really don't think he's that persona for a second. It's, it's a... a Game so he plays pro- with professional the wrestling with other thing. people because when he's in that zone, that's the person who he is. He's a motherfucker. I'm going to kill you and rip your head off. And I, take well, this is what you. I'm going to say to you, uh, right? Because but you, I really don't think he's that guy. Can I? But you being an MMA fighter, right? Back in the day, how do you go for being Jamie, the guy that mm. I sat about with drinking tea, right? Tea, tea. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to kick his ass. Because, uh, because, see, I remember saying, saying to you about you said you said to me, uh, um, you you work at a new life gym, yeah, right, uh, and the MMA stuff in there is f- absolutely phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? I had two guys fighting last night, two wins, uh, aye, right, aye. both with your naked choke, uh, brilliant, just throwing brilliant. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you no, that? Is, that, that is what this can do as well because we, oh, we're all, totally. I mean. We, we always promote Diane in here. Transmission room. Transmission room. We feel the need to say every week, Diane. <laughs> Thanking you kindly. <laughs> no bother. So, uh, but, but you've, the stuff in New Life, I mean, I remember saying to you at New Life, because I was going there uh, today, strength and conditioning training and the, the park fit, peak fit stuff. Yeah. And to be honest, 100% honest, seeing the last 10 years, it's the fittest I've ever been. Aye. Right, and it's and I remember doing the most uh, vain thing, most narcissistic thing ever. I got out of the shower, right, <laughs> and I looked at. I showed you this, I'm sure, right? <laughs> what did you show when you got the shower? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got out of the shower, right, and well, your I phone in your horn, obviously. No, right? the steam was clearing on the on it's the really mirror, sexy right? Go, right, right. Paint a picture, paint a better picture, right? right? So the steam was clearing, and I opened the door and I stood out and the mirror's in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. And as the steam cleared, I couldn't see my ugly head, right? <laughs> but I could see my body and I seen it was changing shape and it was doing to hard work. I'm not going to say that. It was doing to hard work and it was doing to, you know, uh, doing, you know, fitness and looking after yourself mm-hmm. and nutrition. Yeah, making some big changes. Nutrition, nutrition because, uh, and uh, it, it's it's not so much that like you're, you're, uh, you're dead, 
disciplined, but you start thinking about mm-hmm, what aye. you're putting in your body. I and and I, I, I'm still, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was, I'm not working a building site, you know, I, I'm still <laughs> yeah. eating chocolate biscuits. But I'm also, instead of eating chocolate biscuits and four pieces and four rolls or whatever, I was going, I'm going to take some rice and a wee bit of chicken and some sweet chilli sauce and, 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 and do you know what? It's porridge in as well. I, you pour were, it. I was yeah. porridge every day, right? And I was getting into Jamie proud as anything like a wagon dog. Going, Jamie, Jamie, I, I'm eating porridge. But anyway, getting back to getting back to it, right? So I took this photo of myself mm-hmm. and I had the six pack coming on and all that. And I had my, 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 I had, I had, That's get up on the Tumblr if you can find that photo. I will be able to find that oh, photo. Oh, I know you right? fucking want to anyway. Right. Right? So, uh, um, but I had, my waist was coming in, my shoulders were going out. I was, I mean, I was looking the part, but um, getting back to the MMA thing, see the, uh, I had to just do that, so I sounded amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the MMA, no, so getting into the gym, right? And I remember saying to you about, uh, you know, the, the fighting side of things, and you said, you should come in, there's some really good drills, some really good classes uh-huh. and that. And I said, you know, the only problem I've got with is I don't like fighting. I mean, I'm like anybody. If you're pushed so far, like you say, you can talk your way out of trouble, but you're pushed so far, then, uh-huh. and it's just in your nature. Do you know what? You'll go for it. It's as bad as that is. If you're, if, if everybody's got their snapping point, mm-hmm. uh, mine's just very, very, I'm very, very tolerant because I've got five bras who kicked the shit out of But I said to you that I had an issue, you know, where, uh, where, like just getting into punching people in the face and stuff like that. But I want to know how the mentality comes about where you know, you're going for Jamie, normal Aye. Jamie, family man, uh, looks after yourself, disciplined guy, to, I'm going into a ring, and I'm going, to punch, I'm, going to punch, <laughs> I'm going to punch a guy senseless, you know, and that sounds bad, Aye. and I know it's a sport. Well, it it kind of evolved that way for me a wee bit, if they kind of, it's kind of weird to explain it didn't start I didn't get into it going I want to kill people no see I know that I, get, I know that it was I, I wanted to get into the martial arts I always fancied going along so I started taking the wee man along to the classes and I, they were starting no, to enjoy by the it. way I know it's a sport I'm not down <laughs> in the sport I'm not <laughs> no, at all I, I fucking it's, love it's, this it's, sport it's, right? it's come down to it's, it's me and you and we're, we're going to go for it and for me that whole when it breaks down to that bit it's about testing your skills it's all oh, right, it's what you've going, learned. It's, it's not about, about battering somebody. It's you about, can, you by can the go to all these, especially when it started coming out, and you, you watch all these Bruce Lee movies and you watch all these other guys and you watch things like Steven Seagal, and then you find out he's full of shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it's like as Rocky always said, it's just you against you, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and that, it's, it's a test. It's a, I can learn all these moves, and that's why I'm so attracted to mixed martial arts because you're not learning techniques that will drilled 200 years ago and haven't been tested against other martial arts or yeah. people would sit and talk and discuss about my arts better than your art you were actually getting to test them so for me it was like I'm learning all these stuff and I can remember learning silly locks and, and throws and stuff and going right, I, I couldn't see me doing that when you, the way you block a shot and stuff like that and they're going that, that doesn't happen one of my friends said that to me my mother he's like I, I've, I've never flung two punches like a left right he says because I'm always normally grabbing a jacket with one hand and, <laughs> and throwing a shot with the other he said I, I wouldn't even know how to box uh, <laughs> said, that, was, that was his kind of mentality before he started any training um, and it's just about testing the skills going right I've, I've mm-hmm. learned this but is it going to work how do you apply am, am it am I going to, to wait until somebody doing? tries to take something off me or take something off my son or my wife or something like that before I, I get to test these or getting into a ring or into a cage was just a way of pressure testing their skills Aye. it's just a way of saying right here this is as close to actually going and somebody 
trying to come at you. This is as close as you can get see, to it. Right. It's a total test. I'm going to ask you about defeat then, right? See, um, see, now you're saying it's a humbling thing. Yeah. There's a humbling thing come into it. By the way, you're no the best. There is somebody. I remember my mom I, used to say to me, "There's always somebody bigger than <laughs> you know." Uh, oh, see, and it used to be, "See that bully in the school? There's somebody bigger than him." And it was usually the wee guy, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right? The, but does that happen? Humbling. You go like that. The, by the, the, way. the first time I was on the mats, I was, I was quite strong. I wasn't genetically gifted or anything like that. But I, I went to the gym for I was 15, and I was always trying to push myself and challenge myself like that. Uh, so I was quite strong and I, I remember I, you cutting I, about the wee things for your horn just, just weird <laughs> stuff just, <laughs> just, <laughs> and I was always quite active I was always on my roller skates or something ah, like that because you were into hockey and all that as well uh, so I was, I was always kind of fit um, but w- when it came to that when it came to getting into that it was it was something totally different it was just this This is I need to test myself like that mm. this is how do I know that I'm no bullshitting myself it was a way of just clearing away all the bullshit uh, for most people, when a fight happens, it's like ten seconds. Uh, somebody bumps into them and they say, "Oh, what you did? Sorry, mate. So, what, what you fucking? What I said? So, what you, what you fucking did? Bundles, punches thrown, and uh, before you know it, you're on the ground. And oh my god! For the fear, um, um... but to actually have months <laughs> to prepare up to it and get yourself ready for it, uh, you, you need to experience. Do you experience defeat every time you're at training? There's always something that's, like, that's going to hand your ass to you. For me, it was the first time I was on the mats and I kind of walked in because I was quite strong, thinking I was, I'm was i going to go in and it would be like the Matrix, like, I'll throw a back fist and there'll be bodies spinning all over the place and I'll be, yes, champion. And not only did I get mass handed to me in several occasions, uh, I get beat up off chicks. Uh, I, can, right. I can always remember like I was standing there going like I know I can beat this bitch up man <laughs> <laughs> but I can't right now because she's got her knee on my throat and my arm twisted up my back and I'm tapping fucking screaming <laughs> and I don't know I've, I lack the skills to you've know how got, to stop you've her. got a female uh, instructor so. in your life haven't you as well yeah. uh, there's a couple of, I we've got Jill's Jill's our head female uh, uh, she's a, one of the head coaches uh, and she's phenomenal she's man. mean man she's mean <laughs> mean <laughs> you know, I, 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 when I say mean I don't mean 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 she's uh, just I wouldn't like a fucking a back, like say a back fist or an, el- an elbow after you know what I mean and do you know what she's lovely she actually I remember I, I tore my what was yeah. that what was that called? I'll do a wee, a, wee plug <laughs> here, uh, a wee plug here for New Life Ladies. Uh, they, they've got a strong team coming on. We'll just put some girls through fight team trials and we've got a couple of people who are training up at the moment. Uh, but we're always looking for new people, beginners to get in as well. Excellent. What nights is that? Uh, nights we're on a Monday night. If you go into the uh, New Life Glasgow website. Read it out the new man, because then uh, we'll get that. Oh, we'll I will get that out there life, as well. Uh, right. I totally forgot what I was talking about. Um, no, <laughs> no you kidding no 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 talking about basically just... how you how you, this is what happens we go from tangents man <laughs> bit to bit I've got the nah. website up have you oh, got it there yet New Life Gym Glasgow yes that says groovy <laughs> yeah. are, are you going to start it Diane no I'm a pacifist I can't possibly get involved in <laughs> any kind of elbowing that's no Diane's skipping away in man getting punched right in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- th- you don't have to get punched in the face. We've got a couple of classes where you can hit pads and hold pads. I've watched, mm, I've no, watched them. Uh, th- that's a f- another level if you want to take it that way, if you uh-huh. want to test yourself like but that. But you say that sometimes can just be a natural progression because my cousin's yeah. a female kick. Uh, mm-hmm. She does yeah. Muay Thai and she went and it was a fitness thing to begin with, you know, and she was she was doing all the drills and knee and things and then the next minute she's getting into in the uh, ring, like, eh? in the ring, yeah. you know, but but that again, it, it, it was months, it was years of training, in fact, before she done that, you know, mm. um, but it was a natural progression again. The uh, 
the what were we talking about? We're talking about getting. Can I the, ask a wee quick question before you carry on? Yes. Yeah. See the the training thing, right? I don't know what this is called, and maybe you can tell me. The thing where you box and it hangs and it makes the amazing rhythm oh, thing. Speedball. 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 Now that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd uh, just I thought I wanted to know what it was for, called because I actually really fancy it. 49 pounds for Argos. There are other shops available in the shoppy for such things. Yeah. Actually, no, there's no. There is only Argos. Right, thank you. <laughs> I should bear that in mind. I want to bring it back run again to what we were talking about and kind of make it about me as well, right? <laughs> <clears throat> I used to be really fat, Jamie, right? This is so, what I wasn't going to tell you in there. <laughs> this is all about the psychology, uh, what you were talking about before when you're saying uh, he looks like a bit of a take-on and that kind of thing and who you are really, you know. As, as a really fat guy, right, I know what it's like to walk into a room and be the fattest guy in that room, right? Now, everybody in that room probably doesn't really care, but I know, I know right. I'm the fattest guy in that room, right? So it changes the dynamic of the room, for me at least. Yes. That's a, you, a lens you now look at the room through. Absolutely. So you've got this similar kind of thing where you've got a lens you look at the room through where you know you can handle yourself, you know anything that goes down, you're prob probably the fucking hardest guy in that room. How does that psychology work? How does the room change for you? Uh, I, I don't generally sit and think I'm the hardest no, guy. No, that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> you don't think that, but, but, but it's, it's in your subconscious with the fact uh, that, that there was the room when will it, change. When I was training constantly and it was a, a, when I was constantly training, I had a fight coming up and stuff. Like that, and you're in that kind of angry mindset where mm -hmm. you're, you're just uh, fucking punching things all day long, all night long, and you're kind of walking about like that, right? Something Because essentially, this guy, flip that, and punch this, punch this, punch, and <laughs> just thinking about what would the worst position that I could be in. Mm -hmm. And then for me, that was where I credit some mental strength from. There's, yeah, I used I to use that quite a lot of times in my training where I'd imagine myself in the worst possible scenario. Uh, I used to go in like before and after training I'd be lying on the mats just drilling it in my head mm -hmm. or somebody sitting on my chest fucking elbowing me in the face and what could I do to get myself out of that position and think right. it through think about the, the way I'd trap that arm or the way I'd try and control their, their foot or their hip to get a bit of leverage on them right. and then get them off and then just follow that through in my head so until I was standing up and the referee bit. was fucking lifting my hand <laughs> right. and I had my big finger up uh, <laughs> and I was pointing to this guy like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when my thought, right. that's when it kicked in because right. for me that was always happening. We were talking about him being overweight there, right? I'm going to just put this to you and I'm not trying to, but what weight do you think this guy used to be? No idea. Right. Wait, 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 how, how tall are you? 5'11". How much of that's taken off big with? <laughs> <laughs> a good four inches at least. Right. <laughs> I've got so, small man syndrome or not. So, I just cure it with my quiff. <laughs> so, <laughs> he used to be 30 stone. 30 stone? Close to, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know because my weight, my, my scales never went up that high. That high. Wow. So, they only went up to like 27 or something like that. But I was definitely a lot a lot heavier than that. And right. I'm like th 13 something now, I guess. That's uh, fucking epic, man. Uh, tell him, tell him. What the trigger was, that the doctor. What? <laughs> well, the doctor told me I was going to die, kinda. I yeah. mean, it's one of the ones where you go in and the guy was like, he's looking at me and I had a breathing problem and stuff, and I smoked forty, nearly forty fags a day almost. Uh, I was just eating anything. I was just eating like a monster. I was huge. I was just so unfit and just everything ached. And yeah. it was, you know, I mean, you look at yourself like that and you think, but how how do you how do you work your way back out of that again? Yeah. And it was weed that helped me do that. <laughs> to be honest. Right. Well, well, I know. I know. That's what. See, that's what. 
I've spoke to you a million times mm-hmm. about nutrition, right? Yeah. I've tried it myself and I know it works, right? Yeah. Nutrition. And I remember seeing things that you post up where uh, there's like a big bundle of pills on your Facebook, right? You post up these pills and then uh, like vegetables mm-hmm. and it says, this is not healthcare and it's just all the pills and it says, this is healthcare, right? <laughs> now, pills are medicine. They're mm-hmm. not healthcare. Looking after yourself is... Uh being healthy isn't it yeah. well he I, I slag him a bit right because he's a fucking squirrel he eats nuts all the time he eats uh, fruit bananas Excellent. apples co- see if you get into his house right and there's no he'll say to you do you want a cup of tea are you alright do you know what you get with your cup of tea a fucking apple right <laughs> or a peach, I don't get many visitors or a peach <laughs> or a plum or whatever and, uh, and no, no sugar in the tea by the way do you know what he says I've never went to the shops with so much money and came out with so little stuff right <laughs> <laughs> it's all fruit right um, but as much as he's saying you know a uh, weed helped him do that but nutrition aye. did it was uh, it was cutting out sugar from my diet I saw aye. a documentary called Fed Up and uh, that was basically kind of laying out everything with the that whole diet fad. I spoke to you about this. Was like the diet fad in the 80s. It's on Netflix and how all the diet products came about sort of thing where they were substituting stuff and basically they were putting mm. more sugar in it and taking the fat out and people thinking, oh, I'm eating a low fat thing so this Aye. is good for me. Whereas in actual fact, they were getting you, worse you because fats. of the amount. Of, your body <laughs> needs fat. So when I look at something, I basically eat like a diabetic. Anything I eat, I look at and I look at the sugar count. I work out enough through the week where I don't really have to bother about the fat content and yeah. I just look at the sugar content as long as that's as low as it can be then that's what I eat I have that so cutting sugar out Wait. basically that that and walking and that, then the that's just what I was going to say when you say work out the most the most he done for a good while obviously because you're 30 stone nah, you nearly can't do much, no. you can't do is walk the dog right mm-hmm. so he took the dog a walk he cut down and, but for me the big deal was the nutrition it was by the way because we had a funny story the other week here where he put a stone on in Cheerios <laughs> in one week <laughs> and it was was it honey Cheerios or something? honey nut Cheerios I'd never tasted them before uh, did you notice how you felt after that week? I fucking amazing by the way it was great <laughs> <laughs> I felt horrible see the thing is weirdly I don't know why it was just it was just a coincidence I'd weighed myself just like a day before I'd started to do this you know I discovered Aye. them so I knew what weight I was so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't enormous <laughs> I was like 20 I was only I was only like, like 24 stone nuggets <laughs> <laughs> I was only like 24 stone at this time right so and then I was like I'm, I'm just going to keep eating these I don't, I don't care so I sent my ex and she went and got like boxes of them and stuff so I just worked my way through them in a week and I really I felt a big difference I thought I've done something I don't know so I, I weighed myself and it was like a stone I'd put on that was a week and I just ate them right? <laughs> and I say thank god it was the chocolate Cheerios <laughs> right <laughs> but, but nutrition is a big deal isn't it it's, Aye, definitely. it's massive it's it is. So your nutrition thing comes for obviously the discipline in MMA, then obviously when your career in MMA stopped, what made you continue on to what you're doing now, the training and stuff? It's just a natural yeah, progression. I, it's just a natural a natural progression into getting a, a job in the fitness industry. There, right. there wasn't much money at all in being a, a martial artist at that time. I was only semi-pro and I was pro for about a year and a half to two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of money. You'd maybe get a couple of pounds every ticket you sold and right. a couple of hundred pounds for, for fighting as well but if that's coming every three months it's not enough to sustain it and I wasn't I wasn't working at that time you you asked you said to me you were going to ask a good question during the week there you says about the um, UFC hasn't been a big hang aye that's what we but mm-hmm. you says 
I wanted to know what, what do you think of the landscape here now since when you fought oh, professionally phenomenal. MMA say, and I mean because you were fine at the time at UFC did exist yeah. but it wasn't what it is now and that's kind of like they're, they're, they're the brand now and, and they've brought MMA to the masses now so how do you think you would have done now if you were in your prime now right the way you were then I'd kill everybody with- <laughs> I kind of weigh, weigh that amount of spotlight on you sort of thing. Do you think there'd have been a lot more avenues for you to go in uh, your careers? Who knows? Would you, would you have pushed it? Do you think you would there, have? There's lots of, uh, if there was more opportunities, either there, for me, there was not a lot of opportunities presenting themselves. There was, there was not a lot of available money and I needed a job uh, and I got a job in the fitness industry and I just stuck my time in there and mm. it was not a big, oh my God, I wish I could have went and done all ah, this and all yeah. that. I've no go- I'm happy with all the choices that I've made and <laughs> I'm fucking loving my life just now. <laughs> see, see, now. That's amazing. I know, see, see, <laughs> see now though, uh, but there's, I, there's, there's some big bucks, even even just getting a couple of, and it's it's all off the back of getting people interested in the sport and getting sponsorship off the back of that. That's how people are making money now and that's how people but, like, I'm, I'm going to get you punt another thing here. Stuff like you are doing the well. Soma thing as well. Yeah, right? Soma. Soma's coming up. Oh, when is that? September? Oh, I've not got the dates. It was what November 11th, but it's... Can you explain that? Did you change it? No. Well, it's November, it's November <laughs> 11th. hopeless with dates. It was November 11th. <laughs> Can you explain the, that to me? What is that? Uh, this is, well, we've, we've had one already, Soma event. It's uh, David Gobrave and a couple of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, David's he, a champion up, as well, right? New Life. David the Gladiator. Gladiator Gilbraith heads up New Life Gym and that's where I work I'm a personal trainer in there mm. and a coach out of there he's organised SOMA it's a Scottish Association of Mixed Martial Arts we've put on our first event a couple of months back and right. it was electric really? some great fights on there they're available some of the fights are available on YouTube you can oh, go we'll stick the, them up in the, the link ah, yeah, on my website right. and see some of that as well uh, we're, we're matching up just now Right. Uh, so I think we've got a couple of fights matched uh, but we're looking to get more. So if there's people who have got some new guys coming through the ranks mm-hmm. and they're looking to get them matched up in all weight divisions as well. Uh, so we're, we're just kicking off. It's really exciting. There's some good things happening uh, around about it as well. I've, so, got, I've got a pal who is a drum, a drummer, right? <laughs> right. And he he's, he's a very good drummer and he teaches people how to do the drums, right? And it inspires him teaching other people to yeah. play the drums. See you being a very good fighter in your day, right? I'm not saying you're crap now. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean like, see, I mean, you, at the time, you pretty much reached the top of your game that you could go, didn't you? I mean, you, you, you won no, belts. N- never near it, no. I've mean, <laughs> done, done really, really well, but there's, there's nah. I've done really well in, in one of the big shows uh, that nah. was around at the time. There's lots of shows back, of sprouted. Give us a background on it. What, what was, what, what was your, can, your well, biggest show? Can, can you tell question? us a wee bit? I'll just ask oh, this right, question first. first Does it inspire you? To see somebody who's really good, uh, you know, Aye. like, like, <laughs> hate to go back to Rocky, but mm-hmm. you know, when he sees Creed, he goes, "Oh, hey, I can teach this boy." <laughs> Does it inspire you when you see somebody? I, I, Is there other people with natural gifts? I to- def- definitely, in in every aspect of life, there's people who are really good at certain jobs, and people that just come in and they know how to move, they know how to throw punches. Just seems really easy for them. Some people. You need to train to put one foot in front of the other and be able to move That'd the shoulders me. and head and stuff like that. <laughs> Some people just pick it up really I'd naturally. I just be hoping people I could learn take in a different punch. ways, and that that happens in every job. Uh, and I think that's I, I do get a lot of satisfaction is that. But I think a lot of people and like you do when if you show somebody how to string a couple of chords together on the guitar, you get that buzz passing on knowledge to somebody else. Is this kind of <laughs> what about your boy? Do you train a lot with your boy as well? Uh, no, no, as much as I like. He's he's, 18, he's almost eighteen. He's almost oh, 18 he's coming for his dad. No, yeah, I think I think just before his eighteenth birthday, I'm going to have to lay a mighty ass kicking on him. <laughs> 
I'm sure he's terrified <laughs> of me. Think no, about it. He's like 30 or something. Get me tap out. He doesn't contemplate it. He's a big boy, isn't he? Is he taller than you, eh? Ah, when he quiffs his hair up. I think he's getting over me now. Always yeah. like, oh, got to come for the king. Yeah. I, I always wear flat shoes, though. Uh. <laughs> Could you describe to us what your best moment would be in your old career? Uh, I've got, a, I've got a couple. Uh, right. Having my son watching me, ah, having right. my son watching me, ha having him coming in and uh, getting my hand lifted. Ah, uh, right. What was the fight? The wee man was, was with me. Most of the most of the ones that I had were done uh, in Durham. Right. And I was doing in Spennymoor a couple of times. I was down at concert uh, once or twice, I think, as well, in a couple of different places down uh, just past Newcastle. Right. Uh, fought in Glasgow a couple of times, fought in Brayhead a couple of times uh, as well. How did that feel? Aye. Uh, uh, that was awesome. Man. Why not something really cool? <laughs> I was working on a building site with a guy called Jerry Murphy, and uh, Jerry done Jiu Jitsu. I think I've told you this before. And uh, Jerry done Jiu Jitsu, and I was talking about him, and he had the Jiu Jitsu t-shirt on in work um, I don't know why he had that on I thought it was a bit wanky <laughs> <laughs> look at me I did jujitsu and he was doing all the things like you said see the daft grips and all that and he was like how's it going and you go like ah, you're, you're a fucker you know he twist your arm a certain way when you're trying to shake his horn and he was a funny guy he was a nice guy you know but uh, but I was saying to him I said oh, he's already jujitsu and I says my mate does jujitsu he's like uh, alright who's that I says Jamie McKenzie he goes Jamie McKenzie and I was like ah, he goes I was watching him at Braid the other night and I'm like ah, cool and, and do you know that guy thought I was a god because I knew you <laughs> and, and I was like ah, seriously man I just like stayed all the back <laughs> uh, but um, but you were I mean you were admired um, and, and and Glasgow, especially, so. especially when they came to Glasgow aye, there was a few there was a few people for Sonny Drumchapel came to this guy was from Mary Hill so <laughs> you've, you've stretched your boundaries there my man did um, you have walk-in music and stuff like that what was yeah, your... I, oh, I loved it man what was it I, can, I, can I tell you well the one that I walked out to I fought in Brayhead and one of the times I fought in Brayhead I walked out to uh, it's a song with Jack Black called Karate <laughs> no, I don't know that, no. It's shite, man. But is it funny? It's just a daft guitar, eyes with karate, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, right over funny. there. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. I'm going to kick right. your fucking dairy. That's going to go in the tumbler. That's going to go in the tumbler. That's amazing. But another one I used to love it, you got me fucking. Right up for it. I used to, I used to think that I had, I had the big man with me right. uh, when I was walking out to this tune. It was uh, Samuel Jackson. Right. I will strike down. A oh, did you with, walk speech, into the speech? I had the speech coming out. Right, I wasn't walking out. I was behind the curtain getting right. fucking sick. Oh, up this time, right. Right. Oh. down. <laughs> Down, Who wants to fight that guy? Just down upon me with great vengeance and furious anger. Those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And then he can say, you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon the fucking guns get off. And then Kanye West kicks in. Jesus walks. The wee baldy guy fucking steps in behind the curtain and swaggers down like an angry wee bastard. That's amazing. Nice, but Do you know that? Who wants to fight that guy, man? He's an aspirin. <laughs> See that that is that is phenomenal, man. That is phenomenal, that, yeah. Imagine that feeling. I've always, you know, I, I've always I, I wrote a I wrote a song for Oh hi, the Mary for Mary. I, I, I wrote a song for my cousin Mary, right? To come into 
Right, and I'm actually I'm going to record it in transmission room. Oh, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding again. Eh? Right. make you happy, I'll, Diane. I'll get the diary ready. <laughs> I'm going to record it in here, and it's uh, and it's called "I'll Take You Down," right? <laughs> and it's it is you know what? But do you know what I done, right? And you stole gonna... a line for Ira Tiger. No, how's that? Well, you didn't steal. You didn't steal a line for it. You kind of took it, didn't you? And then you kind of made it <laughs> your like... own. Is there no line for Ira Tiger in there? You took that line no, and you made it no, your own. No, no, no. That isn't. That's the other one for a. Uh, so that film you wrote. Oh my God, that's right. We, we wrote a boxing movie a long time ago. <laughs> right. And he wrote, I'm mixing up, and he wrote a song for that, and he took a line of Rocky. That's right. Yeah, I took, so, so that was thing, mate. But that was, what was that called again? On the Canvas, that was called. Aye, that, but it was called, the, the song was called The Thrill of the Fight. Right? That's right. So it was right. Like, oh, nice. Right. And, uh, and what happened was, uh, but my, getting back to my other tune, I wrote, what I'd done was, I. <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching WWF, right? It was a ween, right? <laughs> and I remember, oh, what a rush, right? <laughs> and I remember a demolition and all that, right? LOD, I was leading to the Aye, but I remember that, the demolition and all aye, that, all aye. bouncing in, and I remember a, what, the bushwhackers. All on YouTube, man. Right? And I remember all that, right? And I, and I thought to myself, and my cousin Mary had says to me, um, do you know, I've, she she was she was fighting at the time, you know, before she snapped her cruise ship, which is a bit of a bummer. Mm. But she was fighting. Uh, uh, she was she'd been in two or three fights, and she hadn't settled on any music. So she's like to me, "Do you think you could write me an entry tune?" So what I'd done is I just thought to myself about all the old uh, wrestling things, you know, <laughs> and then, when they wrestling back, theme music. Aye, and then I wrote, "I'll take you down." No, I've I've uh, we, we used to jam it. I used to jam it with my mates with mandolins and banjos that, right? <laughs> right? But we decided we were going to rock it up and we're, we're going we're, we're to we're do it in transmission room. Um, Are you going to get a second banjo to rock it up, man? No, here, Kieran still thinks he's going to put a banjo on it. Right? Anyway, he does. But I, I've promised Steve Riley, who's an engineer in here, uh, who's a, ve- fine one, a, a very one. good, especially with rock tunes, and uh, and. I, I I promised him. I said when I the next time I come in, I'll do a rock tune, and I will do that. You know. Uh, so you want to do an entrance music? This is a guy here who came in to fucking Samuel L. Jackson and guns <laughs> shooting, and you want to do one with banjos? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but basically, no, ah, well, that's a different kind of kind of scary. But to get fucked, right? No, wait, 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 wait. Right. Maybe so, he's trying to say you're all about to get banjoed. <laughs> no, 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 I'll tell you what, the, uh, no, what I'm saying is I'm trying to create that feeling. See that feeling you said yeah. when you're standing behind that curtain, I will strike down upon thee, <laughs> right? See that feeling you had? I'll never experience that feeling, <laughs> right? Because me fighting against Jamie would be fucking stupid. Sure. Right? Aye, exactly. It would be, it would result in one arm snapped at least, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> no, I, I, I will never experience that, you know, walking out, fist pumping and going for it, right? But what I can do through music is I can try and Capture generate that. the, the, the right. momentum and I would love to experience that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I would love to see what you were saying just coming out to that, especially in Glasgow, you know. And and <laughs> it was a fucking buzz, man. Aye. Aye, aye, exactly. And plus you had a lot of pals got to see, you know. Aye. You know, you had a lot of guys, guys that we grew up with. And uh, and <laughs> who did you fight? Uh, I fought twice. The first time I fought there was my first pro fight and that didn't quite go the way I wanted. I got fucking mm. knocked out. 
<laughs> Humbling <laughs> like this is. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, I learnt some lessons for that. I got knocked out with a, a left hook, an absolute belter. Afi uh, one of Scotland's finest, James mm-hmm. Doolan, great fighter. Uh, he knocked us out a belter. But uh, I worked on it, I worked on what I got wrong. And after getting knocked out with a, a left hook in my, my first fight, I went and won my second fight with a left hook. <laughs> right. uh, so uh, there's some redemption. Wasn't he on James, but uh, I was down the road when I was fighting down at Newcastle, fighting right. about Yarren Barrow. I've seen that fight, that's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, that was good fun. That is on YouTube. That so you fought daft, twice in Glasgow, you, you lost the first one in Glasgow, but you won the other one in Glasgow? Uh, no, I won the other one, I, the other one I won, that was Cage Wars, when Cage Wars first came here. Right. That was a, the, the biggest martial arts event he hit Scotland. That's the real redemption then. Fuck Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> you, came, you came back to Glasgow in Cage uh, Wars and you won that. that fuck. Newcastle, it, it was proper. That was a they're a kind of Irish organisation, right, so right. they they'd come over. They were quite big. They 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 done it online as well. It was like a kind of pay per view thing right. online. Uh, but again, it was not didn't they pay some of the fight. some of the other fighters get weighed in no bad because they were quite good. It was only my second fight that kind of threw me in because oh, right. I was fake Glasgow and I could sell them some tickets. <laughs> so that that kind of got my, my foot in the door a wee bit. But uh, it was a good fight. I fought a boy for Ireland and it was proper. I'm for Scotland with the blue gloves on, he's for Ireland with the green gloves on and they fucking went for it. How far before that did it, was it booked? How, how far before did you know who you were uh, fighting? Normally, a, normally about two to three months. Is this uh, so you sometimes two, more, months? it just depends on the shows and organisations and how well Do you train specifically for a certain guy that you're fighting or do you just have a have a regime that sometimes you Sometimes know? you'd, you'd work things in if your, your coaches or if you managed to get some videos on the guys, but it, it, there wasn't, that was just when people started getting phones and fucking recording people's <laughs> fights and stuff like that and putting them on YouTube. Aye, right. And you, or you'd see some of them, some of the, the promoters would throw you a DVD that some of the guys, if they'd fought on their shows before, uh, you'd see what they were good at, some of their strengths and weaknesses but you didn't work specifically for if, if you seen the guy had tapped his last three people out with a certain choke or something like you definitely watch uh, and work on good escapes and stuff like that for mm. there but that's it would be silly naughty yeah of course <laughs> so you, you're I mean you're uh, obviously mar- mixed martial arts right but the first thing you've done was yeah. jujitsu isn't it, it was, yeah uh, and jujitsu is uh, basically uh, oversimplifying it is hold and getting people in tap out situations Aye. and stuff like that right when and, and I know you've you done boxing and that when you're younger now, a lot everybody done boxing I done boxing he <laughs> so done boxing that, eh? but see when you see you done boxing you never really <laughs> done never boxing done uh, I learned to skip <laughs> I did too I did too yeah <laughs> so but, but when you when you done it, it was I think it, for us because Drum Chapel had uh, the Drum Chapel Sports Centre and they had the Argo mm-hmm. right and that was t- they were two good boxing clubs Aye. by the way right um, and what they were so they were so close together you know um, but yeah um, you done boxing when you were younger. a lot of people done boxing when they were younger right but but when did it dawn on you when you were going to kind of the MMA that that uh, that do you know I what you were going to branch you after jujitsu? You were going uh, right. I've done jujitsu. What kind of the, the the club evolved itself? The club that I was in, because I was saying it was just a, a a couple of guys. I think it was about fifteen to twenty adults went down to this class, and there was a kids class, and that's how I started taking the the way into it. But a couple of the other guys were coming in. It was all guys I knew for the night shift uh, when I worked in Martin's Rolls. So don't rob Martin's by the way. So I used to I used to pelt them all when I when I worked in there before I started getting down like that. What sort of jiu jitsu? What'd you do? They're like, I was all about and trying to choke, and I'm like, ah, you're just all trying to feel each other's balls. 
that's all about. That's that's all about. Uh, but because Ricky was such a fucking really nice guy, uh, and all the guys were all right, it was just kind of banter and work. I wanted to get the wee man into martial arts, so I, I was like, I'll take, I'll take the wee man down and see how he, how he finds it. And he enjoyed it, and I started kind of going, I might give us a wee bash. I'm sitting there with the wee man, and then when, when he finished, adult class was start. So I've seen uh-huh. I saw the guys from my work at go there anyway, and uh-huh. I think I could fucking bar off of them. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things was uh, Gary, who was my manager in Morton's Rolls, used to go as well. And I used to think, fucking, it's not often you get a chance yeah, to punch at a manager, not I mean, I've always fancied punching this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll go along. Worst case scenario is I get to throw some punches at Gary. So mm. I'll give that a bash. And uh, it turns out Gary's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he can fight a bit, I'd imagine. Aye, aye, burst my nose, man, a belter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. And that was it. No, you all work Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what got me into it but the, the club started to evolve itself after, after I started going, going down I was in a couple of months I think I'd done my, my first grading I can't even remember what the, the belt system was back then after, somebody, after, says after that, somebody said to uh, me that see gradings nowadays um, that, that a lot of I mean somebody I can't remember who it was that says to me but it says okay everybody's a fucking black belt somebody said that to me right and I went what and he goes oh they throw gradings out willy nilly nowadays to um to, to try and earn money and all this, right? Now, I don't know if there's any truth in that, right? But, but, well, the f- first of all, the first question I wanted to ask was, is there any truth in that? Is, is, is it, no, I'm not saying it's easy to gain a black belt, of course it's not, right? But, do you think, like any, like every other, um, kind of industry, things get corrupted by the money side yeah, or, or do you think it's, it's when you when you try to take anything into a business and turn it into a business it's going to have certain things that other people don't agree with uh, so the, the belt system does work to a certain extent and it is a good way for small clubs to generate money for themselves if you're going for a grade and it costs X amount or something we'd a grade in a day for the little gladiators that's a plug in new life again oh, yeah. <laughs> what's the little gladiators <laughs> quickly what's that quickly uh, us, by little, the way. little gladiators is a kids class that we run there. it's on a Tuesday and a Thursday right. at new life at half five you're going to love this. Uh, they kick Batman's ass and all that. We just basically get the kids playing. We just get right, them playing. Cool. Great. Uh, it's David that takes the class and my son, uh, uh, Jamie's there as well. He's one of the assistants. But you still coaches. have the discipline thing you're talking about. Uh, and and, and that's what the they're all about. Uh, instilling their, their, our core disciplines, uh, right. new life gym. As well as it being fun. Respect, honour and stuff like that. That's uh, brilliant. I wasn't kidding on when I said they kick Batman's ass because I went in once and him and David Gilbraith I dressed up as Batman and the Joker or something, and and the the kids are all you know running about, and it's like like jump out here, do a spin, oh, right, kick right. this and all that, and it's it isn't it's brilliant. It's, it's I see watching the Wayne's day it. It's learning without knowing the uh, learning. Uh, yeah, do you know right, what I mean? It's, right. it's, it's explain. It's how I still learn. Just be a big kid. <laughs> And uh, just and that's, I've seen, that. I've seen that's a guy kick you in the heat on there. That was no this week. They've got a matrix wall, right? Right, <laughs> right. But you can run up the wall, right? Right. And I don't know. Is that is that what it's intended for? Uh, no, it's just a padded wall. So, so he just fucking ran that. up it and <laughs> just, <laughs> right. So there's this guy. I don't know. Is he young? That boy, uh, Stephen, uh, mid twenties, mid twenties, right? And uh, and Jamie's stood there. He's like like a hockey goalie. <laughs> he is he is padded up to the max, and the boy's laying out a few moves and all that, right? And then the next minute, the uh, this boy Stephen you're talking about, he runs up the wall and fucking boots him right in the heat. <laughs> 
he runs up the now when I say he runs up the wall I don't uh, mean he just he runs uh, up the wall <laughs> and does a some kind of spinning kick thing the Lionel Richie video the fucking swaggered up the wall and, and kicks him right in the head right. now, were you expecting that? Hey, aye. Well, yeah, aye. <laughs> so, I mean... Aye, it was about, I, just, I just walked in the gym and Davey went, he's kind of getting set in the camera up and stuff like that and got all the boys on him. He's like, do you want to get involved? And I went, aye, but I said, put, put some pads on, Steve's got to kick you in the head. <laughs> what? <laughs> put some pads on, Steve's, Steve's got to kick you in the head. Do you have a bit of shadow box and let him kick you in the head? Like, ah, fuck it, all right. Yeah. <laughs> do you think I think Davey's got you in there because you like to have too much fun? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid, aye. Uh, okay, that is funny, but you did. I mean, that—that that is the one thing I like about see the. the, the God, pr- promote the new life gym here. No, but, absolutely. But, right. but the, no, but that's what I like about the new life gym. See, any time I've been in it, right, and I've mm. been in it a lot, right. No, no working out in it. I was in it getting treatment because right? <laughs> I, I, I tore my my hip flexor. I remember, <laughs> see, for months after that, I kept going like, Jamie, I can't run, mate, because he was training me at the mm. time. To, and we were doing, you know, all the the, uh, <laughs> the strength strength conditioning stuff, the peak fit stuff, and it's you know, it's all about sprinting this far and doing this, and and it, and, uh, and and that's fun, by the way. That's really Aye. fun as well. Um, and I, I I pulled my hip flexor, so I was like, oh no. I, I never knew I had a hip flexor, <laughs> by the way. I didn't know what it was, right? But see, for months after, I, I kept going, oh, my hip flexor's a bit tight, Jamie. And, uh, and Jamie's like, stretch you and get running, you know? Um, <laughs> but but I went in there and uh, I was getting treatment in there, but, but that was, uh, was it Joe? Joe I, I, she, she, was, uh, she was trying to put me on the... The rollers, man. And <laughs> stretch you out a wee bit. I tried to stretch you out, and oh my word, it was the sorest <laughs> thing ever. But it felt brilliant after that, because right, um, obviously they know what they're doing. But uh, but I was watching. I was just lying there because I was quite mangled, you know. My my leg was sore, and I was looking about, and I'm going, "This looks like fun," you know. Even though that, that people, there, it's fun. The place is fun. Uh, it is, it's, uh, uh, it's all a game. Every single bit, it's a game. But, it's all every single bit of jujitsu and boxing's problem solving. It's when you break it down to its, its finest, it's problem solving. Uh, that's all you're doing, try to work out what you think they're going to try to do to you and you're trying to counter it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit more physical. And you can just break that down and make it side. make it games for the kids and then <laughs> instill that kind of discipline in them so that if they do want to take yeah, up when they get to their teens, then they've got a good solid base Aye. to work for them. Right? What, what I like most about it, and it's one of the things that some other sports I think have, have taken away, like there was the, the schools were doing it before where you play football, but it doesn't matter if you score 10 goals or the other ski team doesn't score any. Everybody's won. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a winner. No, I don't like you, that. You, you, kinda, I you need to face that. some adversity in have your you, life. You uh, need to, you need have to you ever seen you? George Carlin? You need to, uh, you need to die. Right, uh, have uh, you ever seen George Carlin oh, talk about... Hero. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen George, have you ever oh. seen George George Carlin talking about everybody's a winner? He says, do you know what they do you know what they tell people who are who are uh, who are last? You were the last winner. Right? <laughs> and he and he and he says he says uh, he says people don't learn how to lose Aye. until they're like twenty five years old and their boss walks into them and says Clear your shit out of your desk, Bobby. You're a fucking loser, right? <laughs> and he says, he says, kids need to hear their character building words. Fucking does so. that's humour, and it's uh, and it's uh, harsh. But see, at the end of the day, you do need to lose sometimes. No, that's that's really I need to tell my daughter that. I you didn't know? learn a single thing. I don't think for any of the fights that I won, uh, I worked on wee bits of it. I worked on some of the the positions that I'd gave up and stuff like that. But I didn't really reflect until I had get my cunt kicked in. And that started <laughs> with my very first fight. 
Uh, I'd a lot of positives to take away for that and some of the stuff that I'd done and some of the stuff that we'd spoke about and I had kind of implemented during the fight, some of the, the scenarios, but it's just fucking your first fight's the most craziest thing you'll ever, you'll ever do. Could you describe that for us, your first fight? Like, that. What's, what's that? Because obviously you're training a lot of time, but the first time you go in there and there's people watching you. Is there trepidation? It's the most tired you'll ever be in your entire life. The most tired you'll ever be in your <laughs> hey, really? entire life. And I used to push myself like fuck. I used to really, really push myself. Fitness-wise, I'd always be, it was always a test for me. So it didn't matter what was happening. I'd always make sure that if I was exhausted, I'd be like, ah, up, right, come on. Right, guys, go on and start picking on other people. Come on, you get up, you get up. And talking to them, like I've got this fucking Navy SEAL inside my head that's just <laughs> shouting because right. that's what I do to other people when I'm coaching because that's what I kind of mm-hmm. go inside my it's head. It's a drive that you Get got. fucking up, get but, moving. But see, the thing is, when you're coaching right now, as I say, I've been to the, the, uh, some of Jamie's uh, peak fit classes and, and uh, in fact, I went for a good while. Uh, and when Jamie's coaching, as much as he does that, right, he doesn't uh-huh. push you too far that you fucking... <laughs> well, when you get to know you, he pushes you too far that you hate him, right? But but it is... Just... Most most people want to stop when it gets uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's just where it begins. That's when you, you need to keep I, going because that's when you start noticing a difference. That's then. when you're truly challenging yourself. Yeah. And fitness is just how much can you take getting knackered? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody gets tired. You sprint, sprint 100 yards, you're going to be tired. The next guy beside you is going to be tired. But if you totally turn around and date again, straight away, that's fitness. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. The, the person with the stronger fitness and the stronger mindset is going to be applying yourself better to get that job done. See, I, I learned that lesson through football, right? See, when I was younger, I played with a team. Uh, I'm trying to think of the team. I said, I don't want to misrepresent them here, but I played with a team, right? I can remember the manager's name, right? The manager insisted on being called Mr. Robertson, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I was like 20, 21. I was playing with we Kevin McMenny moves in the team and all, right? That's a guy that we grew up with, right? right. You know? So, um, and I remember Mr. Robertson, we went for a trial, right? And uh, and it was basically ping the ball from here to here, pass the ball, try and play a wee bit of football, right? Okay. And then after that, Mr. Robertson walked about with your arms crossed. And We're managers, kn- Jacob. And just, no, nah, you did. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a prick. Right? <laughs> he was an old guy, right? Ugh. And he just nodded in your direction, right? Like that. And you were picked, right? So you were in the squad. So after that, because I guess doing, and it was like training three times a week, right? Because it was pre-season. So we were training a Monday, Wednesday and a Saturday, right? And uh, and I, I was like, I tell him after, on the Saturday, we went on the Monday, we went on the Wednesday, we went on the Saturday. I'm like, when are we going to see a ball? <laughs> right? And he went like that. He had his running up and doing a hill. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, me, You know? And he's like, I was like, but, uh, I think the guy's name was like Bully or something, right? Or Bully Robertson. But I was like, Bully. And he's like, it's Mr. Robertson. And I'm like, right, well, Mr. Robertson, when are we going to see a ball? What do you want to see a ball for? I says, I says, because this is football training, right? And he goes, he goes, see last week when I took you on for a trial, that was to see who could play football. Now I want you fit. And I went, what? We trained and trained and trained. Is that right? pre-season? Pre-season, right? Aye, pre-season's fucking should be horrible. Aye, <laughs> and it was horrible. And Aye. that was how I learned, by the way, how you get yourself fit, right? Mm. And I remember when I was... Mr. Robertson never says, he was just dead stern, dead stony faced. Mm. And I remember when we walked out, right? Now, before I was baldy, I had a shaved Oof. head, right? <laughs> and I shaved my head, right? Ah, I'd done that as well. I tried to beat my own legs. So I shaved my head, right? 
and fucking I shaved my head and I remember coming out and I went like that and I tied my, my waist if I was to tie my waist now I'd be wee lumps hanging out and all that right but, but I tied my waist right and I was like fucking stone oh, the way hey, you look like, great at one no, point wait, in your life no, alright wait, we care it wait, fuck's wait, sake wait wait I'm going to go on right and we went out we had we had, had a, f- a few kickabouts I'm not going to lie we did a few kickabouts um during pre-season but it was n- it wasn't fat ball training right it was pre-season and then we went out that day for our first pre-season friendly right and Mr Robertson is only fucking old school fit by Hingmy's day patted me in the arse on the way out and he went like that you look fucking fierce right and I walked by a mirror on the way <laughs> down and I thought what happened to me and this guy instilled in us by the way it's horrible right but you need to be fitter you need Aye. to be the, the the fittest you can be. be the, why no, right? And I remember we did we won that game and we won it in the last 15 minutes of the game because Aye. we were far fitter. Mm-hmm. And that was what he instilled in us away for the start. And I and when I went to training with Jamie, it was as horrible as that Aye. at times. But only when you pushed yourself Aye. to the I, I, I said I said to you before, Jamie, that um when I went and I seen, you know, there was cause you get people drifting in and out of your class, right? Aye, sometimes. Aye, aye right. You do. I mean, yeah. I, I think every, you know, every, every club does. Ev- everybody does. Every, everybody. I mean, fuck's sake, we used to do boxing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Drifting right out. Aye, right. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you could do, people go for a couple of weeks, not right? And you can, you can kind of tell who was like kidding themselves on. And I remember saying uh, once to you, and because J- Jamie will never, ever, it's just knowing you're hanging me to, to, uh, like, as a, as a trainer it's no in your thing mate to, to agree with this fucking ridiculous statement I said I said that lassie's kidding herself on and Jamie went like that she's doing better than the cunt on the fucking couch right now and I went like <laughs> that's that. a great point though and man. I went like that by the way Jamie fucking right Aye. on so see even if you're no even Aye. if you just get up off your couch innit and, and, and go out and do a bit of training Aye, definitely but, I, I know some some of the, the guys who have trained uh, all, all the last couple of years for some of them their biggest workout has been getting to the gym mm. mentally getting herself down to go in there because the amount of times they've wanted to and fucking talked herself out it but it's something that they want to do something that they know they need to do but they've got that internal voice that keeps telling them that they're shite and they're fucking useless and what's the point well, that's and, what and for say. them their biggest workouts actually just see the one thing for me coming down there. I had put on a lot of weight right and I remember I showed I kept bumping into Jamie in play, at weird places right it was like a fucking was following me right <laughs> And he kept saying, "When are you Stuck going to? Much? When are you going to come? When are you going to come down to the gym?" It was his way of saying you're getting a bit jobby. <laughs> and he was saying, "When are you come down to the gym? When are you, you should come down all that." And then just you know, I was sitting one night, and I just went like that. See, I used to go out running, and mm. uh, and uh, where where I stayed, uh, where I still stay, and I used to go uh, run maybe a couple of miles or whatever, right? right. And you felt, I felt a wee bit embarrassed. You know, because you're a big fat guy running about, right? Something moving and running. No, no, I just felt a wee bit embarrassed, right? But see, when I went down to the thing, I felt no embarrassment at all. No. Because it's in, it's in your head then. <clears throat> you know what? You're fucking better than the guy sitting on the couch. How are you going to improve it nah, if you don't make, like you say, if you're too scared to make that step, you know, getting to it. You're going to gonna be on the couch forever unless you actually move off it. Huh? <laughs> Which, right, 
Nutrition, I can ask you to use this. Right? <laughs> Don't ask me, ask him. I want no, to know this. I want to no, know this. Ask you, you're doing something right if you've went for 30 stone to, what'd you say you're at? You I'm a, I, well, I'm pretty proud of myself for another reason. The day I weighed myself, <laughs> the day, right? I don't weigh myself every day. I'm not a fucking nutcase about it. told me that's the way you're doing. <laughs> I did, I, I weighed myself and I was 191 pounds a day, right? Aye. And that's the same weight that Stallone was in Rocky Three and Over the Top, that's right? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fucking chuffed I'm so chuffed right now Bob's a, he's a film geek um, <laughs> it's the only way he describes uh, so he knows this and I'm a huge Stallone fan I'm a Stallone fan huge huge Stallone so fan I like real movies as well by the way when he told me that idea I was like oh for god's sake but um, right nutrition wise right now the one thing I I didn't find it dead difficult right to to cut stuff out of my diet right because I, I always seen diet as substituting for something else Aye. and all that sounds daft right but see if you're going to hang me and you're going to get a chocolate biscuit like mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. have apples there Aye. eat an apple it's the, it's, it's the craving it's the, the urge to just go into Aye. the kitchen for no reason is there anything that you can eat as much as you want and you just it doesn't matter is there, can, can you tell me is there a snack I can buy you there that I can just shovel in my face as much as I want that isn't going to make me fat no <laughs> that's the wrong answer for fuck's sake like water <laughs> no, uh, there's stuff like that I'd say why would you want to sit and just stuff your face all day no it's not that it's not, it's not that I just want to all sit day. just with a giant just, bag one thing that's get is, the is there something that you need, aye is there something that, that I can just snack no, on and no worry you, about you need a balance you right. need a balance over your life and through your meals uh, and that's the key to, to having it and having that it doesn't even need to be organised and ordered and in this strict regime because if, if you've got all this stuff that you're getting in every single day and you're eating your hummus and carrots at lunchtime you're doing all this stuff and there's, there's going to be something that you're missing out and most, right. of the, most of the industry through nutrition is trying to get something in you trying to tell you something that you're lacking you're lacking this vitamin you're, you're needing some of that get some of this in you here's how you get it it's only 6 99 a month and, uh, <laughs> you, just, you just need to get some of that and you, sometimes uh, especially when it's weight loss that you're looking for right. it's no putting stuff in you mm. it's no eating emotionally it's, it's make, <laughs> making the choice. Making the choice. You know what that means. I know what that means so much. Aye. Making the choice just to go. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not hungry just now, and it's all right to be hungry. Yeah. Sometimes you're not going to fucking starve to it's death. It's all right to go hungry <laughs> now and again. Aye. Aye. I, 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 I mean, because I did try. You mm. know, I'm not saying I'd, I, I've stopped trying. I'm not well the new man. I would be oh, still training. Aye, I no, know. but I would, I would still be training because I'm enjoying it. I didn't know you were new well. You've oh, not told us that before. <laughs> fuck off. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I've not heard the annoying female voice in a while. That's <laughs> Diane Jr. Ah, come on, now it's been about 20 minutes since I spoke. He's a break. <laughs> it's getting a wee bit boring. Can, I, can I ask you though, see that... I cleaned the kitchen and everything. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there any, I bet there was no fucking bananas in there earlier. Bob was looking for a banana. That's because I was really healthy and ate them all. Oh. <laughs> see the bag of uh, organic mixed nuts in Tesco? They're good, aren't they? Like, I'm not saying I, I eat them all day sure. long. If it's if it's mixed nuts, then it generally come with raisins and cranberries. No, and no, it's like just that, it yeah. was just it's, it's just mixed nuts. Just it's just uh, um, almonds and what's the big white ones? Cashews, cashews, Brazil nuts is in there as well. I stuff like that's just a mix of nuts. And that, okay. I buy a it's bag of them to some snack. of the stuff that you get with them. They've got the, the cranberries and stuff like that. And ah, you, you get them. You're like, oh, cranberries are good, but most of them are being glazed. They're influ- infused with sugars and stuff like that. It's really difficult to that's get. That's why I stay away from cranberry food. juice. Aye. Uh, and that's it's no. Uh, 
quite a lot of the stuff. That's stuff that people were trying to seek out and get because they'd been told that it was this miracle for everything, man. I like it's, it's a super, it's the super fruit. No, that's sweet. It'll make your hair grow back. Your dick will get bigger. <laughs> 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 it's, it's this wonder. What makes your stuff. What makes your beard grow? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got a killer beard. I, I try to make this do, sound yeah. like I'm doing something and I'm actually growing a beard. It's just a lack of shaving. <laughs> It's as if I'm making a protest. I'm just a lazy bastard. <laughs> That's not true because I've seen that beard looking absolutely. Don't you hear? No, that I did. I did go through my waist conditioner right tonight. It was in the telly you were coming on. He showed me the photo of you uh, like back in the day when you had the, the title one sort of uh, thing and he says and here's him now and you were posing and and I said he looks like the fucking criminal Charles Bronson. <laughs> And he goes, wait a minute. Is it the Charles Bronson? No, no, it wasn't even that photo. He said, you look like Charles Bronson. And then I went like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I remembered you had posted that one. And I'm pure like a seedy man going through your photos, right? (laughs) Looking for the bikini shots. No, it's like, where's that one he's dressed like Charles Bronson? Uh, yeah, I and I said, I said, I said, I said, and that's hilarious. It was, it was just a pair of ring glasses. See, I got, see, the, I've got a beard. It's a fucking spitting image. <laughs> see, the, see the thing is, see the thing is, I can't see you as being this, like a, a machine, you know, which, 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 which I mean, I don't mean that bad, you know, but like, I can't imagine trained. you hitting anybody right now. Just the little I've known you and talking away and stuff. Like, I can't imagine you a laugh it. and a uh, joke and, and everything is like that, right? I think it's a preconceived thing people have with fighters, though. Do you, know what I, do you know what I like? I like the fact, and I've learned this obviously through knowing Jamie, right? I like the fact that see the people who think they can fight, mm-hmm. they're usually the dicks, yeah. and see the guys who you don't think, oh who don't walk about strutting the stuff going, I can fight like fuck. They're usually the, you know what you're more used to say, it's the quiet ones you have to watch, right? He's not quiet. He's quiet, right? (laughs) No, but but the thing is, you do get, people get arrogant. Uh, You know what I mean? That's uh, how, I I would find it hard, if I was training somebody, to train an arrogant guy, I'd be like, listen man, you need to sort your head out because, (laughs) because somebody will kick your ass and I think, do you know what, was it, uh, because that, 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 there was a saying that jumped in my head and went away there but basically that <laughs> is the most humbling thing see when you do get your ass kicked mm. like you said uh, earlier because I in front know, of all the people as well though it's <laughs> no in the fucking streets <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a a bit of a crazy kind of line you need to try and kind of how do you know get arrogant at the same time you're humble with the fact of going right well I'm going to go here and I'm going to test my skills and in one hand it kind of sounds a bit like we'll see what happens but the other one you're going I'm fucking killing this You've got to though, uh, and I'm going to rip his head off. And I'm going to choke it and tell the referees dragging me off him and whatever whatever your thought plan was for. Have you ever really injured somebody? No, I don't think so. Have you no. f- Have you ever felt bad about winning? No, because that's fucking stupid no, question. No, that's no. not. That's no. I feel bad, mate. I feel bad about doing like certain things in my life. You know, I felt bad about. Imagine. But no, no, no wonder somebody stunned across it's what I elbow you or punch you in the face. I punched my brother in the face, man. Right, right. That's your brother. Aye. <laughs> I punched my brother in the face, right? Because Go on. I can't remember. I owed him at one point, right? I owed him at one point. 
But I know I felt bad after it. That's your brother, though. That's the guy who's coming for him wanting to fucking kill him. But my brother was trying to kill me. Not really. No, the way that guy was coming no. after him. You know my brothers. I do know your brothers are true. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to kill me. They kind of were, eh? probably. Most, right? most of the guys I've had a fight with have went and had a beer with them after it and you sit and have a chat with them. Aye, that's something I want to ask you, I know. some of them on Facebook and stuff like that. <laughs> Aye. The, the, Remember that time you broke my nose? Oh, what a laugh. The picture <laughs> that went around all your social media after the McGregor fight was him and Diaz in that kind of like, as, no, as, like, no an embrace almost it's done, but it's man, as mutual I respect that, like, how did you know him. respect a guy like aye. that who you kept fucking hitting and bloodying aye. and he kept coming back at you again how can you know respect each other in that way is it no weird that you say going for a pint with a guy afterwards because you're trying to fucking tear him apart before no because it's not like I don't hate him it's just that, that when you, you're in there and that the kind of door shut or you climb through the ropes and you're in there and it's just you and him and that's all it is it's just you and him testing your skills against each other. I don't hate this person, but all my hate and anger and things that I thought this guy's trying to date my wife or my wains or whatever, everything that he's trying to, to hurt them and stuff like that and space. getting yourself all angry. That's just where you're pointing all that anger. The new, but it's no him personally. Is anger the right word? There's a fuel in it. That's it, Aye, I think I'd be quite angry if somebody hurt my wife or my wife. No, absolutely. That was my kind of fighting fuel. That's an act, isn't it? He was a person, if I was out the tune with my wife and somebody just ran up and punched her, he was that guy. Or oh, if somebody right, fucking nah. went you up had to and get yourself punched my wife in the street or something like that, he was that guy. He was that guy that fucking... Just was like, see, overstepped somebody... that boundary, you went, no, nah, you're getting thumped now. See when you used to steal his chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at him, he's a fucking changed man. <laughs> Is it no matter like kind of acting then in a way where it's like, you, you hear about the whole kind of uh, method acting thing where they'll, they, 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 they'll yeah. look back on things and well, they, I, they bring I, up I, the emotions? To a certain extent, I, I listened to, uh, I don't know if you've heard the Jocko Willink podcast. No. Uh, he was talking on Joe Rogan a couple of months ago. He was on Sam Harris's podcast right, as well, right. and he'd been on Tim Ferriss's. He's a Navy SEAL. You need to listen to him. I, listen, the first podcast I listened to, is he says, right, you need to listen to, I've heard of this guy through Joe Rogan and Tim right. Ferriss, so you should really listen to theirs. Aye. So I went and listened to both of their podcasts, which was two and a half to three years each, Aye, before I even got on the podcast <laughs> I was listening, and I just fell in love with this guy. But what, fuck, what was I talking about? And <laughs> That's what we do. Honestly, that's what we do every week. What was I talking about Jocko for? The Navy SEAL guy. Is that him? Aye. What did I ask you? Can't even remember. Fuck it, this is where Diane's usually helpful, but she's obviously <laughs> spring cleaning. Sorry, we can't. We don't we know where Disney Martin is. Actually, I'm helping a guy outside whose car broken down and he's needing help to get home, so I've actually been. <laughs> he's <laughs> not only recording a fucking podcast, I don't care. No, I'm trying to do a nice thing. Right, listen, phone the fucking AA, get him out of here. <laughs> I've phoned a taxi, right? What can I do for you? Aye, sorry. No, it doesn't matter. We were hoping we for somebody to jog our brain, but you're not here. So he's talking about bravery. And this laugh. guy, he he trained some of the, uh, the the Navy SEALs all there, ran all the programs and ran some right. of the, the the most horrible war that's been fought since the Vietnam War uh, over in Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff like that. Uh, and he he was going on about bravery because he fought. He was talking about how he was a Navy SEAL and kind of since he was a young guy, he was just like, I want to be a commando. I was like, I want to do all this thing. And that's what kind of worked him up into getting the Navy SEALs. But he knew right. some of the other guys who were soldiers were there like because they went, right, I'm going to go and do this for two years and then I'm going to go and live my life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you've got these guys risking their life every single day. And whether you're vain in bravery, 
if you if you're kidding on, you're brave and you're you're taking shots and running across a line. If you're sitting there, whatever way you're using it to get yourself up to whether you're you're just kidding yourself you on, there? you're brave. That's still bravery. That's what bravery is. Uh, it's one of the stuff that I do through. Uh, I do NLP and I work alongside uh, Firewalk Scotland. Can you explain that what's NLP? Can you give uh, a wee neuro linguistic programming? So it's it's understanding the kind of meta programs that we run inside our head uh, to come to some of the conclusions that we come about who we are and how we interact with the world around about us. That's for cool. Jamie's awesome. an interesting guy. Didn't I? <laughs> that's that's another podcast. <laughs> no, that's really? a whole no, other no, no, thing. Can we set it up a wee bit and then we could uh, maybe yeah, go on it because that's I want to have a lot of questions about. Into, if it's see, like I said uh, about what I used to do on the mats. Uh, before I went into my fight, I would I was essentially Visualizing. I getting a mental program already ran in my head that it didn't matter what position I was going to get put in, I was going to be able to overcome it. And so that if if you drill that enough times, you're 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 learning that kind of mindset. You're you're mm-hmm. seeing your way through different problems. It doesn't feel as rushed as it did at that first fight that I had when everything was just moving really fast. Right. You, you need to get some thought behind. Is it kind of like a map? How you're moving, yeah. And it's it's understanding the, the maps that we use just now for understanding the, the conversation that we have, the way that we use words, the way that certain words, when you use them, can bring another tone into the conversation. I love that. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm so, so interested in language and how you use a yeah, certain word. It, and, and again, but, back in with that, it, it's pretty much if, if anybody who's suffered with stress and anxiety and you go to the doctors, they, they don't generally send you along. Hey, if, you, if you're lucky enough to get uh, time with these guys, is a... Uh, the CBT guys. So What's if you that? go and see your psychologist, it's cognitive behavioural therapy. Right. So they get you to think about how you've been thinking about your problems and how could you think a better way through them, right. which is a really good way really helpful, right? of doing things. Uh, but the, the problem with that is for quite a lot of people, not all people, because it is quite successful, uh, but for some people, the fact that they've got failures and been able to think their way through their problems or how they've got their problems, so it's still hard for them to see through it. So that becomes a psychological uh, what issue. What NLP does psychi- is just issue. delivers that. It delivers that using hypnosis and using hypnosis hypnotic language. So you're no deep sleep out, uh, right. but you're just more receptive to the conversation. It's and just it controlling your psyche you a little bit more, and, than... and it kind of gets you to step inside yourself. So I'll, I'll give you a wee, uh, a wee clue. One of the things that we do is we'll get you with the, had people uh, come in and, and speak days and being on courses and stuff like that. We get you to create a kind of timeline of your life mm-hmm. and have you maybe sit in a room like this where there's a wee bit of space and kind of walk through that timeline of your life. Uh, oh, right. You can do this with your eyes closed or your eyes open, but just as long as you're kind of experiencing what it was there that you felt was was holding you back at certain times in your life. Well, you're physically yeah, moving. Well, you're, if you're taking steps or just doing it sitting in a chair in your mind, mm-hmm. if we can get you to kind of walk cognitively through where you were at that time in your life, what what were you maybe needing, what emotion were you needing at that time in your life, mm-hmm. and, and how would you have reacted differently if, if you'd had that there, and and how can you move forward for that time, right. and, and getting people to actually giving them the tools to, to overcome some of those things. So they can see things coming up later, when and they'll yep. know how to deal with it when they yep. come up again. Eh? It's It's... Dynamite. Really, really <laughs> it's it's true. Like, no, wow. that's incredible. I, I love because, that. Right? But but see, see when see when you do do that, I mean I'm not saying you're playing with your head or anything, but see sometimes does it maybe bring out regrets in people and stuff like that? Some, sometimes, yeah. But again, this is this is where coming coming through the stuff I've done, it, it it's always better to come and face whether it's your own flaws and stuff you've made mistakes with, to be upfront with them. 
and then look at a way of navigating either through them rather than trying to block them out and avoid them and don't have a don't have an issue with them, kid on everything's all is right. It no sometimes it, them. Uh, is it is it never the case that um, you know some things are better just best forgotten? It, it would be depend on the individual. And for for most people, this isn't it, something that we need to get you sitting spilling your heart about horrible things that happened to you at a certain age. I can speak as vaguely about vague subjects and 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 make it feel like I'm specifically talking about you. In a certain context, oh, so that right. you can relate, like a fortune teller. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> it's mm. Similar methods are, are used in that, right? but it's no like if you if you've watched Amazing Randy. How he can pick flaws. There, there's definite ways that we set up language to get We've you. We've talked to feel, about the Amazing Randy. To get I've... you to feel certain things, but it, mm. it's recognizing and. I can do this with you just well, now. There's a documentary about the Amazing Randy, that, isn't there? Uh, you can manipulate your mind. Uh, I don't know if you've right. seen the, the lemon test before. No. And your, your listeners can do this one as well. Right, go. Let's go. Let's go. That's amazing. Right, hold, go. hold your hand out. Two fingers. Right. Uh, your, your pointing finger and your thumb. And just imagine you're holding a slice of lemon just now for me. And I right. want you just to know, don't just imagine that you can do this with your eyes closed if you want. Just um, see it in front of you as if you're holding it give it a wee squeeze and see the juice kind of shining off it and stuff like that and what I want you to start doing just now is just slowly start bringing it a little bit closer towards your mouth and just start anticipating that and you're going to take a wee bite of it and a wee saying so just slowly bring it forward start to feel your mouth and the saliva starting to go now I want you to bite <laughs> into that and really 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 feel that inside your mouth whoosh it about get your tongue in there as well feel it feel that face and just relax there just now your face, man. <laughs> oh my god! So, totally so just, uh, just, just for the, the that's listeners. the best thing I've seen in ages. Watching the two, you do that—that that was just, brilliant. Just for the listeners, uh, <laughs> no lemons were uh, <laughs> harmed. <laughs> only, only harmed in the making of this podcast. Oh. Uh, that was so. That was just looking at that, seeing how you reacted to that physically uh, with just having that thought inside your head. So you had the thought, you knew there wasn't a lemon. No, there. there's nothing there. But just there, having that thought in your head of having that lemon and biting into I it and having the experience of what that's like, you were cringing and I, was your mouth, the, well, you was the so, going I, in I was so, I couldn't taste lemon though. So I, I, no, that, that's another level. We could, we could add that in if we kept it going and we amped it up a little it bit was, and we added more in there. It was almost like a kind of... So you had the thought and you had the physical reaction. Aye, it was so like you a... Had the, uh, and, and then there was more, because your, your body started to react, you started to react with saliva flowing through your Aye. mouth. You've got, just with having these thoughts, the actions that come after that. Like a conditioning yeah, almost. And that's the same yeah. again for, for people that are sitting and saying, I was scared to bite it, I knew it wasn't even bloody <laughs> there. <laughs> there was that nail. Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm here, this is going to taste like shit. If you're <laughs> repeatedly got a voice inside your head that's telling you you can't and you won't, uh, and what's the point? It's 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 going to have a negative effect on you. You've so got to listen. You yeah, can, uh, you, I listened to the voice that told me eat all the fucking mini rolls all the time. Uh, so, and that's, um, that's, that's what I really like looking at, so that's what I'd like to talk to you about. You said uh, it was this, this thing when the doctor said to me, you're going to fucking die. Uh, and that's, boom, that big hit. For some people, it's this drip, 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 wee things creep in and either something gets too much for them mm -hmm. or things drip in and that's where they go right I've had enough I need to change and for you it was the, the doctor so yes, sir, you, using NLP for me rather, th rather than going and say well we've had uh, 10,000 people on this course and we've used this pill and this pill's coming back that 70% which is better than 50 which you would expect 70% so we're going to start using this pill would be actually speaking to people who have thought their way 
out mm-hmm. of some of the issues that they had, speak to them, ask them, uh, what did you do? How did you feel? How did that affect you? And actually get a clearer picture of the, the kind of cognitive tools of thinking your way out of problems. How they done it themselves, eh? It feels like you've, you're trapped in these problems mm-hmm. and there's nothing that you can do about it quite a lot of the time without even realising that there is a way to think yourself out of it. Because quite a lot of the way, uh, quite a lot of the time, you've you've thunk your way in there. Thunk <laughs> <even> <laughs> so you can thunk your way back out again. <laughs> I don't even know if that's Thinked a word. Uh, fucking is now. <laughs> but see, see the thing is that essentially is controlling your own mind. Yeah. You're no, you're no manipulating your mind. You're no manipulating somebody's mind. Yeah, but you're, you're just connecting with it a lot more than you normally do, and being aware of it, which is why mindfulness is a really useful tool of of kind of getting a grip of that and coming to terms with actually sitting down and recognising for some people they don't realise that there's this voice I've had conversations with people yeah. before and they've gone speak to them about that kind of internal voice that speaks to them mm. and stuff and they're going you've got that as well <laughs> do, you <think> <laughs> do you think they're mental everybody or something everybody has yeah everybody's got that voice is, and, is, and what's it telling you see a lot of martial arts martial arts are involved in spirituality yeah, right yeah. your own kind of spiritual self and when I say spiritual self I don't mean you know God and hell and all that I mean like you're kind of you're, 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 you're yeah. inner being your right? aura yeah, yeah, yeah. your aye aye no, your see, aura 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 we're going to have to link that because nobody's going to have a clue no no that's a crucifixion that's one of my favourites it's one of the best comedy pieces ever it's available on YouTube as well do you know I never I never knew the I listened to that about a hundred times right and I didn't get the final joke until my dad had to explain it to me right I didn't get how and then it was the final thing and then there was a wee bit of silence and then you heard a wee rustle and then everyone ah my dad says well he wiped his fucking nose he was on the cross that was the thing uh, <laughs> that was the last miracle he went but uh, you can't hear that on an old, an old tape uh, see, see see the thing is right? so so spiritually in your own your own aura right you are controlling your own aura by like cognitive thinking and, and st- right now it, that goes a way back to obviously not no, no that particularly but you know uh when you get like Shaolin monks and stuff like that, yeah. you know these guys were fucking amazing martial artists, yeah. right? But but they had a they had a is that what discipline is? Is that what is that spiritual? Is discipline spiritual? spiritual it's a way with people where people connect with self and their community and the, the people around about them or nature, the world, their god, whatever whatever it is for them. That's that's your, your way of connecting. It's a way of I think I think people get this, and I've heard some people talking about, "Oh, your third eye, you get that third eye." <laughs> and, uh, that was a different thing when I was at school. <laughs> Have you got your third boy? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> school, did you go to? <laughs> I don't even know what that meant, but that's what people used to say. Have you got your third boy? <laughs> Like, uh, I, you did, you better go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. You just see his eye. I, you're fucking off. I've got four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I guess the, 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 the third day. No, right, so I'm going to go to my cosmos again here. Oh, anyway, right? Are you right, right him on this? If you watch the new oh, season, the fuck no. Mate, you fucking what, like new, a graffiti new, like him. <laughs> uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, 
Is there a new season yet? No, no, there's no new season, but the, he, he was a new series. Have you seen the Cosmos? Have you oh, seen the yeah. old one with Cal Sagan? No, but I'm watching the new one, so leave me alone. Watch the old one. Cal Sagan wrote that. It's basically the same show, isn't it? Well, it was, no, it, wasn't, it was Cal Sagan's dead, but it was I his know, wife. But- uh, another co-writer of the original is, series is he like Elrond Hubbard, Hubbard or something is, no but I'm saying the first one Carl Sagan obviously aye. wrote that didn't he aye right and knew a lot of the stuff that he's taken for that is in the new aye, Cosmos aye. thing it's, right? a, it's a new series and what they've done is went back and looked at some of the no mistakes that they've made but predictions that they would have thought would have came and that's what I love about science they've critiqued herself uh, and then showed you what, what they've done is they used a lot of animation in it as well and it was Aye. Seth Rogen uh, for oh, Family right. Guy no, Seth McFarlane uh, Seth McFarlane sorry Aye, Seth right. Rogen fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth McFarlane <laughs> that, that took it to Fox and actually got the, the money behind it to right. go with it mm-hmm. uh, it's a really cool story and it's phenomenal and it's very it good really, really it's, is. Very, it's, it's humbling it's, and that's that but he, realising that there's only about a dozen people in history that if it wasn't for some of the discoveries that they made You'd still be in a cave scratching your ass. <laughs> if, if they had the, and, and that's all we are, a succession of that passed on knowledge. And that's why I think we get that wee bit of, oh, that's, we, we, when you get to pass knowledge on he, to somebody else, I you th- get to carry that I forward. think the, the, he, the Bob, Bob has been ridiculing me because, see when I've been off my work, right? That has been my Bible. Yeah, I've been watching been, the cosmos, been, right? And, and do you know, the, the big one for me, <laughs> Uh, and and I'm sure there's a clip on YouTube about this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, the greatest. I think somebody asked uh, uh, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. In fact, the most astounding Dude, that's, fact that's getting played at my funeral. Right? Is that, I don't, I don't the know most astounding fact. Well, you want to hear this shit? I'm getting played at my funeral. No, but this can get linked to. Is, the, have you heard well, it with the music? Is that with yes, the music? Oh, yes, man. right. The most astounding fact is that knowing that we're all made of stars, basically. Can, can I right. explain this? Here? Go for it. Go. Let the fucking guest explain it. What it was done. It was Neil deGrasse Tyson was asked by Times Magazine. So they've got ten questions. So they go through this with other celebrities, and one of the questions he was asked was, "What's the most astounding fact that you know about the universe?" And his answer was the uh, the fact that every single atom that makes up your body was comprised in an explosion. A star exploded and scattered its enriched guts uh, guts across the universe, uh, and all those uh, enriched elements condensed and formed other gas clouds. When which what was it? Late, in the later years, exploded again and scattered all those dust. And that's the atoms that were created in the furnaces of stars exploding. Are the atoms that make up your body? Uh, right. In fact, the right. atoms that are in your right hand could be for a different star for the atoms that are in your and, left hand. Do you know what he's what he's, he's most the, the thing that he says? He about puts that, it a lot more eloquently. Than <laughs> I know, but the, the thing that he says about that is he says usually that would make you feel really small and insignificant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he says it made him feel massive that he was part of something so much bigger, and that does that for me. It's, it right? does. It does. It does it spiritual. for me. It's a spiritual thing. See, see. When you when you think right, uh, taking aside, I see, mean, here's where I'm going to step up a wee bit because this this is where I feel most of the time. Especially you can see how kind of awkward we talk about the spiritual word, especially when you find it hard to explain. Aye. This is normally a conversation that's only held in religious terms. It's normally aye, a religious really, framework that's put round it, mm-hmm. and how we speak about these things and how we uh, how we talk to each other about these experiences that we have and stuff like that. It's normally set round some sort of religious framework uh, there's a really good book out just now with Sam Harris uh, it's called oh fuck I can't remember 
I would say that you're quite a spiritual guy, right? Do you believe in ghosts? No. Right. But wait, I would say that he's quite a spiritual guy, right? Right. Right. But not religious in any way. So right. much to the point that Jamie, <laughs> Jamie is part of a different religion that I was telling you about. And he right. said, what the fuck is that? Right. What you, the fuck is a pastafarian? Pastafarian. Right. Uh, I'm part right. of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm glad it's a serious religion. That's good. No, it's, it's totally serious. Is it like you as a legendize? It's actually true. There's a no, spaghetti monster fucking, listen, in the back of the moon. I, I, I believe the Scientologist stuff is a religion, right? I think that's just as valid as anybody else. So see, go for it. See what that is, is it? Feeling? Look, nah, you have when, you, when you're sitting and you're staring out of the universe and you get that wee feeling. Mm -hmm. That's a flying spaghetti monster <laughs> touching you with his noodly appendage. <laughs> No, it's, it's all bollocks. It's just made up. It's, it's made up to, to it's made up to ridicule certain aspects of religion. I and totally understand. That's amazing. Because huh? it's round the back of the the moon, so you can't see it. <laughs> uh, so the people say, oh, oh, but you, you, you can't see God. I, he's out there somewhere else. You just can't <laughs> see him. Oh, yeah. So it's a flying spaghetti monster. It's up there with God. Moon, God so you can't see him. But, right. <laughs> and that's it's just stupid. Aye. Aye. It's like the same with the Church of Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a member of the church. Yeah, uh, that's your uh, vice. And I'm also uh, a Dudas priest. A Dudas priest. What is a Dudas priest? <laughs> uh, I, I became a. Uh, I can call myself a minister uh, or a, a minister uh, a of Dudery, elder uh, of the Latter Day Dud. It's based off, based off the Big Lebowski. Is it really based off of that? Dude, I swear to God, four clicks on the internet and you're yeah. Oh, sure, I'm doing that right fucking minister. now. <laughs> you're doing a minister. Hey. Right, there was a guy. There was a guy. There was a guy I worked with years ago. Right, old William Wilson, a cracking old guy, dead eccentric. Right, and he uh, uh, joined the what do you call that? That crazy uh, the monster raven loony party. Right? Oh, right. He joined, and it was a pound to join. Right, <laughs> so he sent him ninety nine pennies. Right, <laughs> and do you know what they sent him back? Uh. A million pound note. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I would like to join. Here's my 99 pennies. And they sent him back a million pound note. You're in. I was like, that's fucking brilliant, man. That's just like the spaghetti monster stuff, you know. Uh, it's just all ridicule. Dad, because it's, it's silliness. You're, you're just you're showing the kind of archetypes of the religions and you're getting it the same kind of thing yeah. as, as everybody else, but you're making it a wee bit ridiculous uh, to show how ridiculous the other stuff really fucking is uh, as well. I said, I said, well, as to to extend it as ridiculous, but he, we goes, must, he goes to chapel. Aye, but uh -huh. no, but we must remember that there's other people out there, and we, we, we they promote everybody promotes rel religious tolerance. You know what I mean, and uh, religious aye, acceptance. Yep. But um, but we can still laugh about it, my goodness. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's there. See if you uh, do you know what my dad says to me, right? My dad, my dad uh, is a Christian Catholic, right? And he said to me, he said it's no doing to me to to uh, defend God. It's God's job to defend me. So he doesn't even argue with people who don't believe in thing me. Uh, I see 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 being into the cosmos and into science and stuff, mm -hmm. obviously I question religion, but I was raised in religion in a and, family, and, yeah. and I and, and more a cultural class Catholic than than ah, saying that like, that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, what's what, that? But just cultural, you you Go to church in special time. The same way most people. No, no, I go to chapel. Most most Jewish people are culturally Jewish. They'll, they'll celebrate on Kippur and they'll do all the, the kind of festival things. No, I do that, but, but I go to chapel. But I'm not going to synagogue. 
two or three times a week or whatever. They, they just still call themselves Jewish because of the heritage and because of the the kind of culture that's that's around about. I, mm-hmm. I would say I'm Mary a Jesuit or Mary, you know, like like uh, I, I I would I would say that I was more attached. I would I would relate myself more to um, I would relate relate sorry Christianity. Catholicism more to guys like St Francis of Assisi, guys who could deal with their wealth and all that. I went to the uh, I went to the Vatican and I'll, I mean it was beautiful and you know you stand there, but it's all wealth, man. Mm-hmm. It's all I mean it's fucking worth millions. And if I mean the the, the new Pope, he's tried these, but I mean they're never going to. He's he's never he he actually didn't live in the Va- uh, St Peter's Aye. or anything like that. And um, because I think he's more of a Jesuit or more of a, you know, that 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 way. And it's dead easy to shoot him, I know, on that big fucking balcony, <laughs> isn't it? But but the um, but no, I, I go to mass. The one thing I do when I do go to mass is because see when growing up and you see like the branch Davidians and all that, right, <laughs> right, and you see all the kind of the mad when you see all the uh, the what do, you, what, what do you no sex? What do you call them? I mean, no, there's different sex, sir. No, it's not. No, Jehovah's. It's not, no, 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 no Jehovah's. No sex. It's, it's a word that's jumped out of my head right now. But you see, um. What do you call it? It's not a religion, it's a... Cult? A cult. <laughs> right. That's Fucking just hell. defined by the amount of followers you've got. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, good, see, that's a good point. But <laughs> see when you see all these cults, right? And then you go to, when I go to mass, if I'm honest, right now I'm being honest, and it? it's fucking... Uh, being a Catholic and a practicing Catholic, it's hard to, um, to, to, to be honest and question things because mm. they don't want you to. Let's be honest, yeah. right? But... But see when you're there, you, you do a thing. We believe in one God, the Father the Almighty, right? Yeah, you, 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 do your, <laughs> you profess your faith, right? Um, now, everybody's seen s- something Aye. in unison. Seems a bit culty to me, Aye. right? It seems a bit, you know, it's, uh, we believe in you know, one and God. It's, it's, and it's, 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 but, it's, but that, that, that'll be full of But I do find some comfort in going to church. No, uh, definitely is. There's a whole community aspect of it. And that that's the thing. When, when you try to speak to someone about some of the, the deeply held beliefs that they've got, uh, that's what they start defending. So if you start saying to someone about, do you really... I'm not too sure if there's a God, I, 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 like somebody outside there, some of the, the things that are even some of the bits in the Bible for them. You're mm. you're saying what you're saying, oh, my pals so, are, oh, my pals are shitty and I've <laughs> fucking wasting the last uh, couple of no, but years of my life. I've got good people around about me and I know we are good people. Uh, it's as if you're questioning. No, but see, the thing is, but the thing is when people, you can nitpick into, I'm not saying you can, because you can find massive flaws in religion, mm. right? Um, but you can go in and you can say, I bet the, uh, the, in the Bible it says we should execute homosexuals it doesn't say that in the Bible but imagine they did right it mm-hmm. says it in Leviticus right so uh, <laughs> so <laughs> when's the last time you read the Bible then uh, well I, I actually I've, I've got a Catholic pastoral Bible <laughs> <laughs> but but the um, when you uh, when you come down to that right and somebody says what about that right mm. there's no fucking way I believe it do you know what I mean? Why would anybody live any rules for a yeah. book that I, was wrote? I don't know how, no when, when by who. That, that's when that's when it comes to the fact if you're if you're claiming if you're making a claim that one there is a god, mm-hmm. two he, he's an author, right? So he's he's wrote a book because there's, there's a couple out there. He's clearly an author. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's an author. <laughs> Uh, and a real estate broker because he, he's dishing oh, he's out do, uh, he's plenty of houses, not <laughs> land in the Middle East to, uh, to certain people who've got the right book. Uh, if, if you're saying he's this guy, he's, he's, this is what he does, then that's, tough. that's his book. 
for God, his book. And you're trying to say because you, it doesn't really fit nice with you that uh, that whole thing we about him not really. No, like do you know what? You're trying to say. Do you know what? That's his book. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest. Right? <laughs> I'll say I'm a Catholic right now, which I am, right? But see all this stuff that hates people and all that. I've veto it. And I've got my own wee fucking Catholicism. I've got my own wee Catholicism. I've got my own wee Christianity. And I think the closest thing... See, the thing is, Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ was going like that. Whoa, brother, man. Don't fucking... Don't stone the prostitutes. He's a wee five happy guy. Aye, but he's going, don't stone the prostitutes, man. Leave them. And then people... Let he who's not sinned cast the first stone. Because we're all sinners at the end of the day. But... But that, that stuff that was said, that Jesus said, like 200 years after the original books were written, mm-hmm. the, the, even the, the stuff that you said, there, there's different theologians who argue if that was actually... But I choose to believe he said Jesus's that. Mouth. And it's really interesting when you get into the historical aspect of what we think we know about what people have said and done for the past, and then you look back in the history of it, it's... I know, it's but see, at the end of the day, it's like any, it's like any education in any book, right? Mm. You take out of these things... What you, what you think makes you a better version? He adapted of you. to you, aye. aye. And and if the church is flying spaghetti monster, which I think, I think <laughs> I'm a look. fucking pastafarian. <laughs> he is a pastafarian. <laughs> is there any is there any grading to you go just through? Put a colander on your head and take a picture. The, that's what I, I, I said. No, I said. I said. <laughs> getting one of them. I said. I sent Jamie a picture of this woman who had put a fucking colander on her nut. Right. And it was a driving license, oh. and she's I, like, "Well, that's that's the thing. People are using it for religious expression in America right. because to show how ridiculous some religious freedoms are. Because people try to keep loopholes open for saying, well, you, you can wear headdresses and stuff. We will no allow homosexual people in, or we'll no allow this, or we'll no allow that. So they're then saying for their freedom of expression, we should be allowed if everybody's around their own religion, eh, freedom of religion, then why are you oppressing me and not allowing me to be a pastafarian? But it's my religious <laughs> right to put a fucking collar on my head or, or, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. So, right, but what we've, what we've achieved through this, the fucking... <laughs> There's a lot of nonsense No, no well, we've had a brilliant conversation about MMA. We've, had a, we've, we've discovered that, um, you know, the, the cognitive thought, right? that you can do so much through uh, changing... Positive it. mental attitude yeah. is the most basic way of explaining it. It's one of the good aspects of religion because they do get you to sit and think about some of the things that you're struggling with just now. And and for, for me, where it takes away for actual humans is when it, it tells you to give that power to somebody else. Aye, for, that's what I don't give like. Is give enough, give away a power to just some higher being. In this person yeah. and, and that's... And, well, for me, it's recognising when you have came over stuff. It's it's been you. You've done the hard work. You've no fucking ate that shit when you wanted to eat it. You've no sat or when you have, you've had a revelation. When you've had a bad week and you've done nothing but eat Cheerios, <laughs> uh, you, you've looked at yourself and went, yeah. "No, hold on, that's not the fucking life I wanted. Let's make some 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 different choices in here." And and people pass that away all the time. They th- thank somebody else for it all well, the time. They're without taking that acceptance, going, "No, I done that. I managed to get over that, man." What other challenges can I come over? Mm-hmm. What, just, what else could I, what him else a, could I go a, for? Basically, an invisible high five, right? How about you, Wayne Jamie? There's high five right here. Bob, right, what we've achieved here is Bob has, we know that Bob's lost fucking like more than half his body weight, Aye. right? Jamie helps people to do that. Please check out uh, the New Life Gym. Mm-hmm. Check out the Soma stuff. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll post on the Tumblr. we the links up there. Right? Um, and Bob is now 
I passed a ferry and I'm going to be <laughs> going to your keep fit as well. Because I said to him, I remember when he was doing it, and I was like, I want to come along to it as well. well I like, but I didn't want to. Right at six o'clock. No, I know that. Know that quick. No, that quick. I need work. He works for himself. <laughs> I may see you there then. Right. right. So uh, thanks, thanks Jamie. Much. Thank you so much. This, this has, has been, been fantastic. The, this the, has been the best. I, I've it's been the most interesting one because I didn't know anything about you at all, and it was just incredible. Thank you so much for coming down and doing this, Jamie. Thank you. It wasn't as much. It wasn't as much nonsense in this one as there was usually. You can't be all nonsense all the time, though. I mean, I much prefer. No, but I still had that. We buy a mix. It was great. We never even really got to touch on other stuff about the Drumchapel Food Bank. We can maybe. Oh, just quickly, right? Go for it. Oh no! It's just if you can drop something off at Drumchapel Food Bank, they've got a, fa- a Facebook page, and if you can do anything that would bring either some funds or some food in their direction, then uh, do what you can. Yep. You can get them on Facebook, uh, or you can take a wee pop up the hole in Drumchapel <laughs> and then pop <laughs> in and see the guys. Well, I'm going to say as well you know, that, that if you are listening internationally because we've actually found that we've got some uh, some America Spain fucking Thailand Argentina we've got uh, Australia we've got all sorts of people listening all over the world by the way it's 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 went there's like one here one there and there's, there's a guy there's a guy in Virginia real, real spread, no, there's you know. a guy in Virginia that keeps tuning in Aye. and uh, if you're in Virginia and you're listening to this podcast please let us know who you are, know who you are. <laughs> uh, and the other guy Vincent oh, O'Brien aye Vincent O'Brien thanks for listening guy was talking about his own on his Facebook and that yeah, we don't know yeah, you but it's, it's brilliant and and, uh, and um, but if you are in any of these places one let us know who you are know that and say hi right via <laughs> via the uh, the Facebook and that and we'll at something pod too if you're on Twitter right and at something pod too uh, if you're on Twitter um, but also do something for your local community drop in if you're no Fadrum Chapel and we don't want you flying all the way from Virginia <laughs> right it would be <laughs> nice <laughs> but do something for your local community put mind help each other out man and and, uh, and put something in your local food bank that's anyway. a beautiful yes. message to end it with I like right, that let's go nice. that's, been, that's right. been something to talk about it's been Jamie McKenzie and Bob Kelly and Stephen McGuire thanks Diane thanks Thank Diane you. sorry Diane wasn't involved as much <laughs> that's alright I, I know it was a, a fucking star. great episode I was enjoying listening to Jamie so I was quite happy and okay. yeah, that Good. was lovely cheers guys goodbye thank you bye